Dude, the Halloween theme song is um, probably the best scary soundtrack I've ever heard. It's pro- it's also just very cool to listen to. Uh, I just I just finished watching the movie. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, hi. Welcome to the, welcome to the Brent Pella show number eighty something, um, eighty five maybe eighty six. We don't know. We don't care. It's eighty maybe it's eighty vibe. Eighty vibe. Did I say that last time? What episode are we on? We don't care. Hey, thank you so much for being here, everybody. Um, super stoked to be back in town. I was gone for a couple weeks out in New Jersey shooting the latest season of Wild and Out. We'll get into that, but first, quick word from the sponsor. Do not fast forward through the commercial. Here we go. Magnesium Breakthrough is my favorite supplement from Bioptimizers. Blood Sugar Breakthrough is one that I just started taking, um, and I can I noticed the benefits. Uh, here's the deal. Bioptimizers supports me, supports the podcast. The podcast and the videos are made to support you and your life, and you support me by watching them. So we all support each other, and I love this company because they are legit. They're a legit company. It's not some, you know, I'm not pushing fairy dust here. I'm pushing magnesium dust, which is a real type of dust that is beneficial for you and your life and your body. Magnesium, I take after a workout uh, and or before bed. Uh, it's anti-inflammatory. And it facilitates muscle development and and recovery from workouts. Um, It also has some immune system benefits that I don't know enough about to comment on. But I do know enough about the post-workout facilitation of muscle recovery to comment on that. Because that's a legit thing that I feel when I take Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. You can get a deal on your Magnesium Breakthrough by going to magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. That is the site. Okay, and you could save 17% on one bottle, 25% on, on three bottles, 32% on f- six bottles. Uh, they'll send you free gifts. Um, and then uh, the Blood Sugar Breakthrough is uh, a new supplement that I think they just launched recently. It helps your body break down sugars. Um, so if you if you have a high carb diet or if you're trying to if you're trying to lower your sugar intake or you're trying to uh, level out your blood sugar balance. Um, I recommend trying blood sugar breakthrough because it can help your body kind of, uh, use the sugar for fuel instead of storing it and allowing it to turn into fat or mess with your kind of cognitive function. Cause you know, you eat a lot of sugar and your brain starts going crazy. You get all the mental fog and all that. And it's not good. Blood sugar breakthrough dot health slash Brent. And they will send you, um, the same, oh, it's an even better deal on blood sugar breakthrough. They give you 62, oh no, 17, 25%, 38%. Okay. So you still get a massive discount on your order. Um, so there you go. Blood sugar breakthrough.health slash Brent and magnesium breakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Um, guys, welcome back to me. Um, oh bro, before we get into that, Hey, if anybody was out in Irvine, thank you so much for cruising out. Wow. What a fun time that was, um, sold about 200 tickets which is phenomenal for a Thursday. Uh, I was very happy, met the goal. Um, It was actually right under 200, so I didn't quite meet the goal, but we were close. Um, Shout out to a couple friends from high school that said they were going to show up and then never did. Uh, That kind of stays true to what's been happening over the past 10 years of doing this, (laughs) but I love you guys anyways. It's funny, I I see my high school friends at home at the bars and that, you know, and they're like, yeah, we want to come, dude. Yeah, we want to come. We'll come through for sure. And then the show comes around. It's like, Oh, I missed it, <laughs> but it's all good. I love you guys. Um, Irvine was a blast, dude. Super fun. Got to run through the whole set, the whole show in a way that I don't usually get to do because Irvine, the Irvine improv has a big video screen on the stage behind me. So that could blast all my visuals and the media that I do during my full set. Um, 
So it was a blast. Thank you guys so much for coming. And if you want to see a show another time, I'm in Oxnard this week. Oxnard, California on Thursday, November 4th at the Levity Live Comedy Club. Tickets are on my website, brentpella.com slash shows. If you're in Santa Barbara on Wednesday, November 3rd, I will be hosting a show. I'm not performing much, but I will be there hanging and hosting um, a show. I put on a monthly show in Santa Barbara at EOS Nightclub, EOS Lounge. I think it's on Anacapa Street. It's downtown somewhere in Santa Barbara. EOS Lounge. Um, that'll be Wednesday, November 3rd. $5 tickets online at EOSLounge.com. Um, and come through because I'm bringing a bunch of funny people up from LA to perform. And I'm going to host that bitch and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. Um, and then after that, what are we doing? St. Louis. Hey, man, if you or anybody lives in St. Louis, come to St. Louis on November 11th and 12th. I'm doing one show each of those nights. Uh, and then I'm coming home. And that's it for St. Louis. After that, I think Austin in January, I'm trying to lock that in. And then much more coming soon, which I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, man, uh, Wild and Out was, once again, you know, the biggest blessing I've ever gotten in uh, in my career is from Nick Cannon. I got nothing but good things to say about that guy. He's the man, okay? He's the fucking man. Um, just the most genuine giving guy and uh, has has a pure... It, it feels like he has like a very pure motivation to just entertain, just, just to purely entertain. Like he just started his talk show called Nick Cannon, um, which films in Harlem. That's why we were shooting wild and out in Jersey. And this fucking guy would shoot the talk show for the first half of the day, drive over to Jersey city and shoot with us all night and then drive back to New York, sleep and wake up, and do the same thing the next day. We were ragged just from shooting Wild and Out. And he's producing and hosting and acting and performing. And it's unbelievable. Um, and the t- his his TV show, too, is rad because it's 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 very, very, like, positive-oriented. Like, the, all the segments are not some, like um, – like, the segments are, like – they're silly and fun, but there's always some, like, kind of positive uh, uh, twist on them. Um, you know, like, uh, he does this thing called Drive-By Soothings where he'll drive through, that's a hilarious name. He drives through uh, Harlem or, or New York City with a megaphone and he'll yell compliments at people uh, as he passes by. It's hilarious. Dude. He's the he's an awesome guy. And uh, the, the experience of shooting the show again was amazing. Everybody on that show is really funny and really talented. And it's, it's wild to me. First and foremost, the show deserves an Emmy, if for nothing else, for um, stage design and lighting. No doubt. And I looked at all the Emmy, obviously all these award shows are trash and bullshit and political and the people who win the awards are chosen long beforehand. Like Jimmy Kimmel's going to win an award. SNL is going to win an award, whatever. Um, But what they did on Wild and Out this season and last season is unbelievable. If you watch the show on TV or you look at any clips from season 16 and season 17, season 17 won't be out until after the new year. But season 16, which premiered in August and is running now on VH1 and Paramount Plus, um, the lighting is unbelievable. Like what they did with the whole set design, it looks like you're in outer space, big ass black curtains everywhere with a million little dots of light in them and the the lighting design and the lighting direction and how the lights move and and flicker and and accentuate different things. It's unreal. Um, And just the fact that like what's wild to me is how it's not recognized in the mainstream. And I don't know if it's because 
People think it's some stupid little comedy show, but it's like unbelievably popular. It's so popular, especially on social media. It's got 10 million on YouTube, 6 million on Instagram. Um, and uh, it's massive, dude. Uh, but it gets no love from the mainstream. And you know that I, I was talking to one of the producers and he was like, yeah, you know, I kind of like that because, you know, people pop off this show and it always traces back to here. And it's almost like we have our own clique and we have our own culture and community. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking great. And he was like, yeah. And if the mainstream started messing with us, then maybe it wouldn't be as raw and unfiltered because the shit they do on that show, bro, the jokes that we tell sometimes, I mean, the people have gotten canceled for much less than some of the jokes that we say on this show. Uh, so maybe it's a good thing that it's not as kind of mainstream and, and commercial, even though it is mainstream and commercial, but I mean, in the sense of like the comedy mainstream world, like the, the big it's not a SNL or like a mad TV brand. It's its own brand, which maybe is a good thing because then we get to keep rocking and, and keep partying, uh, as a, as a unique kind of subset of comedy culture. I fucking love it. I love the show. Uh, so many talented people on it. Um, I'm not even, I'm not, I couldn't list. I, if I listed them, it would just be everybody on the cast. Uh, DC young fly is the funniest person I've ever seen perform live in my life above and beyond anybody. And I'd say that, and that's a weighted statement. That's a weighted staff. I've seen a lot of people perform live. Um, and this fucking guy, what he does as a comedy performer is so unbelievably funny. His physicality, his facial expressions, his voice changes, his characters and impressions. And, um, the shit he thinks of on the fly, his improbability, commitment to scenes and stuff like that. Dude, he's so funny. So funny to watch. Uh, and it's crazy to me that he's not a A-list actor. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. Maybe he wants... He's. I know he does the 85 South show and that shit is rad. Um, what they do is massive too. So maybe he doesn't want to be in, like an A-list actor, but he talent-wise 100% could. Um be in all kinds of like a, you know, studio movies. If that was his goal, I don't know. Um, but he's hilarious. He's so fucking funny. Um, what else happened when I was there? Oh, the COVID team was an absolute joke. Uh, you know, we had to get tested every two days. We had to wear a mask everywhere. They're walking around telling us not to sit next to each other. But (laughs) I felt kind of bad for the people. Um, at first, like they came over, you know, we're sitting at lunch on two opposite ends of the table on the long ends of the table. There's one chair on each end. And of course, you know, we want to sit with our friends. So we're pulling up chairs to the other sides. Now we have like four five, six people at a table. And one of the COVID guys would walk up and be like, Hey guys, sorry. Um, you guys, uh, you can't sit together that closely. Um, so I'm going to have to ask you to move. And I looked over at the table and it was like kind of the stars of the show. None of them moved. (laughs) They didn't even look at the guy. And so he said it again and they just kept on with their conversation. And then he kind of whimpered away. And I thought it was fucking hilarious because like him as a person, I got nothing against the dude, the guy, but his position and job to me is an absolute joke. It's a joke. He, He got paid more on the whole run of the season than I got paid. And I'm on the cast. Hey, Viacom, what are you doing? You know, I mean, like the the amount of money that you spend on COVID safety uh, when nearly everybody is vaxxed on the show and everybody is understands the risk uh, is like, why, why all that tens of thousands of dollars into COVID stuff 
could go toward cast salaries. You know what I mean? Or could go toward crew salary, could go toward anything, could go toward anything else or just be saved. Um, but instead Viacom chose to spend tens of thousands of dollars and I don't agree with that Viacom, but Hey, I'm not starting a mutiny. I'm just sharing an opinion. You know what I mean? Um, wild. It was wild to see. And I was talking to one of the girls who was administering the tests because they stuck a swab up my nose every time. And every fucking time I would lurch back because this shit is so uncomfortable. I don't like shit being stuck inside my body that I don't want to be inside of my body. And, um, and it was really uncomfortable. And this girl was like hammering it up my nose. And I was like, fuck, man, are you guys excited to not have to do this one day? Like, aren't you like, aren't you looking forward to not having to have this job where no one likes you and no one respects you? And I said that out loud. I was like, I don't like you as a person. You're probably awesome. And I'd be happy to be your friend and hang out. But you in this job role, I really dislike you. And I dislike interacting with you. (laughs) I mean, it was maybe it was a little mean, but like they even they were like, yeah, they laughed. They were like, yeah, I mean, we get it. But we're opportunists. You know, we're not we're not doctors. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, I mean, we took one class and now we're here. And now we can just log your info and send a test to the lab down the street or in the other office room or whatever. And they were literally just there to make money. Can't be mad at the hustle. Can be mad at the unnecessary stupid ass, um, COVID rules, which I am. Uh, but you know, life goes on and that's the sacrifice that I chose to make in order to be on the show to try and make people laugh on a big scale. You know what I mean? Um, I know a lot of people wouldn't do that. Ice cube turned down a $9 million dollar, movie contract because he didn't want to get the vaccine. That to me is fucking crazy. That's crazy. I support, you know, I'm, Ice Cube obviously is in a position where he can turn down $9 million. If I was in a position where I could turn down $9 million and stand up for what I believe in, then I would. If you offer me $9,000 right now, no, if you offer me $9 million right now, I cannot turn that down. I would get as many vaccines of whatever shot into my body. I would snort Bill Gates's spit off of Fauci's titty for $9 million. That's what I would do. I would mainline Fauci's blood. I would do that for $9 million. Turn me into a lizard, bro. Turn me into a lizard. Turn me into the Geico gecko. And I will sell car insurance as a gecko for $9 million. 100%. That's a wild amount of money to turn down to not get the vaccine, to be honest. Um, you know, and I get it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. A lot of you guys might distrust the vaccine and think it's killing everybody. I do not. Um, I just believe in people's freedom to choose what they do with their health and their body uh, based on the available information. I I might have a a naive level of faith in people to make the right decision for themselves. Um, And I think it's a matter of personal responsibility now, not societal responsibility. I think the societal responsibility argument has shifted to personal responsibility. That is my thought. And anybody that wants it should get it. Don't want it. You shouldn't get it. If you have an opportunity that requires you to get it and the opportunity is worth it to help you move closer to your dreams, then I'd say get it because <laughs> that's what I would do. Um, and, uh, you know, it's at least their own. But $9 million, bro. Jeez. Let me know in the comments if you guys would turn that down. With where you are in your current life, if somebody said, I will give you $9 million, you want a, you want a promotion at work? For $9 million, you want a $9 million promotion, you have to get the vaccine. If you haven't gotten it yet, with your current state of life, I'm not talking about Ice Cube's state of life. He's worth millions of dollars already. So maybe he can afford to turn it down and to be a voice for the people. And that's great. I would not. 
Um, and does that make me a sellout for money? Yeah, yeah. You know what it does? It does. And I'm uh, I'm pretty fucking comfortable with that. I'm pr- I'm pretty okay. I feel pretty good about that. And I don't really give a fuck um, if anybody thinks that that would be the wrong idea because $9 million means I don't care what you say. $9 million means, oh, I can give a million dollars to a homeless shelter in LA and try to help alleviate the homeless problem in LA. I can give a million dollars to my mom and buy her house. I can give, you know what I mean? Like look at all the good that can come from that $9 million for the sacrifice of the choice of whether or not to get a shot that has a very high likelihood of not damaging my body. Right? Uh, maybe wrong to those of you who think it's the mark of the beast and the devil is coming. And that's, um, that's, that's your belief. And I respect that. I respect that. I'm not fully on board, but we can still be friends, even though we have difference of opinions. You know what I mean? Um, okay. What was that rant about? Oh, that was because of the COVID team. The COVID team was a fucking joke. Uh, and Viacom, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, cause you guys are weird and you go through people's social media stuff. Uh, Hey Viacom, t- maybe next time locate tens of thousands of dollars and give it to the people who create the show. You know what I mean? We don't get residuals. Uh, so that's just an idea for, for Mr. Viacom. Also, thank you so much for giving me a career, Mr. Viacom. Actually, it wasn't you. It was Nick and Nick's the fucking man. Uh, Oh, what else, bro? We had, um, they also had us do a meeting. God, they hired this guy. Oh man, this woke shit is getting a little crazy. They had this guy come in and give us a lecture on microaggressions at the start of the season when we were in a, one of our rehearsal days, two hours was, de- was dedicated to this dude who came in to give us a slideshow presentation on microaggressions. And that was absurd. Me and one of the executive producers just started like challenging him and he couldn't, he didn't have a response. It was fucking nuts. He kept saying like, all right, well like the examples that he gave and look, microaggressions are real, right? Like sometimes people are, they have an unconscious bias and they don't even know. Like if, if a black guy is like, oh, have you heard this song? And it's like a 1980s, you know, white rock song. And somebody be like, whoa, you listen to this? Like that's unconscious bias. Not necessarily a bad thing, um, but definitely something to maybe call out that you believe black people don't listen to white rock music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they do. And maybe there's an unconscious bias. Like that's just one example. And this motherfucker, he, he was, but he was talking about unconscious bias and microaggressions and stuff. Um, in these very generic general ways that kind of generalized a lot of the examples. Uh, and so me and this, this guy on the, on the crew, we were like, dude, like that's a bad example. The way you're presenting this, the way you're framing this is just not right. If you really want to get into the heart of what you're talking about, we got to go example for example, because right now you're just generalizing and you're throwing out a bunch of weird examples that like one of the examples was like, okay, if two guys are t- having a debate between LeBron and Jordan as who's the greatest of all time. And then uh, f- a woman tries to chime in and one of the guys is like, hang on, hang on, hang on, and just kind of shuts her down so that he can keep going. That's a microaggression. And that's a bit sexist. And I was like, hey, bro, um, you're framing that as if it's objectively a sexist microaggression. When on a case by case basis, you have to, you have to look at the circumstance. If two guys are having a very fucking heated debate, two people, two guys, whatever, we'll just use that because that was his example. If a girl tries to chime in or if a guy tries to chime in, either one of those people trying to chime in may very well be told to hang on, hang on, shut up, shut up. 
because this guy is so in the heat of the moment. If it's a very emotional debate, this guy's trying to get points out and words across and trying to win the argument, then it doesn't matter the sex or the gender of the other person that's trying to enter the conversation. He will shut them up. It also depends on who this guy is. Does he have a pattern of behavior where he always shuts people up? Or is it a pattern of behavior where he always shuts women up? Or is it a pattern of behavior where he needs to express why Jordan is the greatest of all time and he won't let anybody talk until he does? Like there, there's so just generalizing that. Now we can separate the take from that example. If he really wanted to go into microaggression stuff, then he would have to tell the girl who was interrupted to speak up and consciously bring a conversation into play, which is something along the lines of, Hey man, you interrupted me and I was trying to just comment. And, uh, you know, I thought that was kind of rude and have a conversation about that, but don't immediately label it a sexist microaggression. Instead, maybe identify moments where converse, new conversations could come up to ensure that something doesn't become a pattern of behavior. So like, uh, in that example, or, um, I don't know, in, in some other example of like a guy who compliments a girl's legs or like says something about like, oh, that sweater makes you look thin or like whatever other weird thing that he brought up as an example. Maybe don't immediately categorize something as, as a microaggression because that creates a, a, a feeling that you have been aggressed against and creates a victim in the situation. All of a sudden you have a victim mentality and now you're trying to put somebody down for victim for like making you a victim. And there isn't, there doesn't always have to be a victim. Sometimes there can just be a moment that was a little offensive maybe, or like borderline questionable. Maybe you shouldn't have said this or done this. And whoever is the aggressed against person, maybe identify that and, and start a conversation with that person. And just real quick, so that, so that you can just fucking, you know what I mean? Talk about it and be over, be over it. Instead of thinking, Ooh, that's a microaggression. You've been aggressed against. You're a victim. That just raises this whole self-victimization shit to the point where if this keeps growing and evolving, all of a sudden you can't, I mean, and this is extreme, I know, but all of a sudden you can't say hello to a girl as you walk by her. All of a sudden, anything you do is is, is being, um, is being uh, 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 what's that word? Uh, torn apart and looked at and, and dissected. Um, every behavior, every, every sentence, every word is being dissected in order to figure out what unconscious biases you might have. Not everything is like that, bro. And this guy came in to this, to this meeting as if like, he was trying to generalize everything. Um, but we got him in the end. <laughs> we, I mean, I, I didn't shut the fuck up. You know, we had reps from Viacom in there during the whole thing. And I was like, Hey man, you're the whole pedagogy of how you're treating this conversation the way you're, the way you're trying to teach us is just wrong in my opinion and and you know you're you're generalizing too much and when you generalize stuff it creates um these these like false sense this false sense of of groupthink where everything oh now everything is a microaggression now everything is an unconscious bias now everyone is a victim as soon as they experience this and i just hate i hate that i think that's helping with the, you know, the, the division in this country. Anyways. Okay. That's it. Uh, Brent Pella for governor in 2036. Okay. Here we go. What was next? You guys buy SHIB? <laughs> you guys buy SHIB coin? Um, my SHIB went up. Should have bought way more. What's it at now? Um, it went all the way up to the 88 number and then it dropped down to the seven. Now it's at six, six. Um, 
making a bit of a rebound. The question is, do we buy more and when? That becomes the question. Um, man, it's wild. Crypto's wild. You know, the craziest thing is uh, when you um, when you realize that the United States dollar is a depreciating asset, it makes you think a lot differently about money because the U.S. dollar is trash. It's a trash um, asset because it's always going down. Every day it goes down by fractions of a penny. Every year it goes down by a couple cents. Every decade it goes down by like a dollar, whatever, whatever the math is. The value of $1 goes down. Uh, and didn't they just print more money in the past year than they did like ever or some crazy shit like that? Inflation, is that might not be true. Fact check that for sure. What I just said might not be true. Um, but like I realized that when I was talking to uh, one of the producers on the show out in Jersey, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, the U.S. dollar, of course, you have to spend it on groceries and gas and, and rent right now. But if you can put as much of that into appreciating assets, into appreciating assets, uh, crypto, land, property, a business, um, NFTs, I guess. Um, and so I, I took that to heart. I mean, I, I was already kind of learning that on my own. But now I'm going to start getting out of the dollar. Dude, the dollar sucks, bro. So get into crypto. I mean, get get into, go buy Shipcoin. This is financial advice. Can I get arrested for that? <laughs> this is not financial advice. But, you know, once you realize that, you know, you, you're keeping a couple hundred bucks in your bank account, a couple thousand, whatever the amount of money is that you have, uh, that amount is going down. Put in crypto, you wait a couple weeks, a couple months, it's only going up. Um, and then you could take it out and put it into something else that's appreciating, like uh, like property if if you have enough money or land or um, you know your if you want to start a business or what, whatever your ho- hopes and dreams are. I don't know. I'm just repeating stuff that I heard that I liked. Uh, what else we got? LA is doing the vaccine mandate everywhere now. It's fucking crazy. It's a fallen city. Um, doesn't really make sense considering how low the numbers are, but. All hail King Fauci. Um, I got some ideas for Christmas videos coming up. You know, the past couple of years I've made, the best stuff that I've made has been made around the holidays. And this year I don't really have anything massive that I've been planning. Like a couple of years ago, it was the um, the rapper impressions. And then it was the Eminem, This Is Christmas. And then the year after that, I think was the Grinch. Uh, if the Grinch took mushrooms and then the year after that was the Rudolph documentary along with the Rudolph music video and the ranch dressing commercial. And now I don't really have anything massive. Um, but I was writing some stuff. So leave some comments below. Let me know what you guys think of these things. Uh, I was talking to Nikki Howard about being these two characters that decorate their houses for the holidays, like, and they're in competition with each other. Um, like two rival neighbors, Sketch some type of sketch like that, uh, where they're trying to light up their house. I don't know, something like that. We don't have much for that. <laughs> and then, oh, a holiday movie trailer. Like it's a every holiday movie cliche, like from Lifetime or Hallmark Channel, you know, but it's like a, a movie trailer. Um, you know, something along the lines of Ashley just moved back to the big city after being fired from her job in marketing, where she acts, she runs into Brad. 
and it's just a montage of us like accidentally bumping into each other at like 50 different locations um with random shots of a golden retriever <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the christmas movie with everything christmas we've mistletoe a random black neighbor <laughs> you know what i mean uh that could be fun what else we got uh italians on christmas um, just like a one-liner montage video of how Italians act on Christmas. It's just basically about my family. Uh, what else? What else? What else? A white elephant sketch. It's a wonderful life, a parody of it's a wonderful life. Um, that could be fun. You know, have you guys seen it's a wonderful life? It could be a fun movie or a fun sketch. I don't know. Something like that. Something like that. Lots of ideas here. Lots of ideas. Oh, we got to do a Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox parody with uh, some impressions. I think that could be fun too. Um, yeah, man. That's about it, dude. It's it's cool to be back. It's weird to be not in that world anymore because for three weeks when I was out in Jersey shooting the show, all we're doing is roasting each other. That show is so heavy on like insults and, and clever ways to make fun of each other. So that's like what my brain is is coming back from now. And I'm trying to figure out how to write a joke again um, that doesn't just call somebody a, a funny name. Um, and we'll get there. And uh, yeah, man, go check out brentpella.com slash shows for upcoming travel dates, tour dates coming up. Um, and keep living life, dude. Keep being happy. I got nothing else for you. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go make some pumpkin ravioli from scratch. Uh, I got I got mushroom bone broth on the stove. You know, life is life is pretty chill. Life is pretty chill, okay? Go support the sponsors too. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Yes, magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Get your magnesium on. Bloodsugarbreakthrough.health slash Brent. Okay, guys? Love you so much. Hey, man, have a wonderful week, and um, I'll see you all next time. All right, peace. Peace.